Welcome to the podcast of People Church, where our vision is to connect Jesus to people and people to Jesus, influencing society in major cities around the world. From wherever you're listening, may you level up in your faith, your expectancy, and your relationship with Jesus. We hope God moves you through this message from Global Lead Pastor Chris Carmona. Welcome if you're joining us from Berlin, from Europe, from Barcelona, from Toronto, Indonesia, Sao Paulo, Rio, all the different cities that have been tuning in. It is just so good to be in life with you. And here we are. It is Resurrection Sunday together. Uh, Never would have thought we'd be filming it in my home. Never would have thought my son, who is 11, was going to lead work, well, play guitar and just like absolutely bring on the waterworks in, in any father, like proud moment. That's my son. Uh, just like amazing. Anyway, we're here. And so I want to pray because I believe that right now, this is the Sunday to remember that God has done something great and that this is our cornerstone as, as Christians to draw hope, to remember that God is actually in the midst of this and that He is changing things, that He is for us. And so I want to pray for you if you are suffering through this season, whether it be inadvertently with depression, anxiety, or just fears, and maybe you know someone or you have been diagnosed with COVID, we're going to be praying that in Jesus' name there is full healing, and we're going to pray that this virus would be eradicated and that we would come out of this stronger and better uh, than ever before. So look, let's pray and uh, let's remember the power that we get to pray with because this is the day that Jesus reminds us that He rose again and overcame everything that we are going through. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you love us. You've got plans for us. And Lord God, we pray that irrespective of what's in front of us and irrespective of our ability to often see beyond it, Lord God, we could see above it. We could see you. So Lord God, I pray you make yourself clear that we would just faith would rise up in your church, that we would be pillars of hope, Father God, outposts of grace, that we would remind humanity that God, you are good. Even though situations don't always look good, you work them together and turn them around because God, you are a powerful, compassionate, loving God. I pray for everyone right now, Lord God, that this would be a moment we would remember that God, you are for us and that if you are for us, Lord God, what could be against us in Jesus' name? Amen. 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 Well, so good to have you here today. I want to go straight into a Bible verse um, and just get straight into it. It is Romans 8.37. Definitely been read a million times, but uh, I think it's super powerful because of the fact that God tells us in view, the previous verses, a bit of context. He's talking about the present day sufferings, the very things that you and I will go through. That's what I love about our God. He doesn't promise that we won't go through things because He knows that He could get us through things. We often say yes to Jesus, but the way we say yes to God becomes a double-edged sword, which becomes the very same reason we say no to God. We say yes to God, church and faith because we think it means that our life will not be touched by the things that life throws at us. And therefore, when things do get to our doorstep, we run because it's like, well, I thought you promised I wouldn't have these things. Well, the truth is that anything strong and anything constructed to bear weight will always be tested. There is not a bridge on earth that has been created that the government says, please don't drive over it. Like it's just, it's aesthetic. How many things in our life look good, but hold no value? How many things do we put trust on that look the part, but don't hold value? Well, let me tell you, Jesus is not that very thing. Jesus will not 
absolutely take away all the things that are going to come at us. Why? Because his strength is good enough to be tested. His peace that surpasses understanding can be tested, which means that peace is not the absence of calamity. It's having peace in the midst of the problems that life throws at us. And this verse in Romans is absolutely speaking to it because previously it's saying that, hey, I'm speaking this knowing that we're going to have some issues, but how much better is it not to be a champion that's untested, but to be a champion that has been tested over and over again. I want to encourage you, if life, if this season, if moments have tested you, I just want to encourage you that you can rise and what actually gives you weight and substance is the fact that you rose in the, in the face of the things that could go wrong. So come on, let's read it. It is Romans 8.37. It's on screen there for you. Know in all these things, all of them, nothing that he has not seen, nothing that he has not taken into account. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love this verse because... Uh, don't know if you know, through my phone, there's a lounge there. It's soft, so okay, just not careless. Okay, uh, back to it. Um, I love this because he's actually speaking in the full view of the things that could go wrong. And he still says that, there, that we are more than conquerors. Now, if you break that down just quickly, a, a conqueror was known to be someone that would conquer and, and have their fill of everything. And really, it was about them. But the more than in this, although it's a great Christian verse that gets the people going, I want to ask you, what's the more? And the fact that we could be more than conquerors. I mean, what else is there other than conquering, than winning? Well, I think Jesus highlights this perfectly because Jesus overcame death. We're celebrating it today. Not so that he could be celebrated alone, but because he is definitely worthy of the glory, but so that you and I might overcome as well. I want to tell you that although the things that have hit you might seem like they're completely about you, you were made with something bigger in mind called purpose, which means that when the enemy hits you, he is not hitting you simply because he wants to hit you, but he wants to hit the multitudes that are behind you. You are an influencer, even if you're an introvert. Everything that has happened to you is a moment of breakthrough that you could utilize to help people get through more than conquerors. And so this verse is incredible because it tells us that we will rise and we will get through this season and humanity will get through this season, but we're not just going to get through it. We're going to thrive through it. We're going to get out of this stronger than the way we went in, which leads me to point number one is in full view. Have you ever felt like you ever got an empty compliment? You know, like someone says something, it just doesn't mean much to you because you just know they don't know you, right? Like they don't know your journey or it just seems like a bit of a throwaway, like, you know, whatever it is. But then it's those people that like they say one bit of like they just say a compliment and it is just like it moves you, it hits you. And you could get choked up. And the reason is, you know that they have full view of your life. They have full view of your journey. If I'm honest, one of the frustrating things I've felt with sometimes reading the Bible, I'm like, God, but, but do you know? Like, do you know? Like, is this just encouragement? Like he says, he loves us. I'm like, but do you, how can you love? You, how could you love this? But yet he loves us. Like, it just feels like sometimes he just says things so positively that they are so detached from our actual moment. Now, I think that that can be perceived, but the reality is that God speaks everything in full view. Think about the moment that he told Peter, on this rock, I would build my church. 
But yet, he still knew that only moments later, he would deny him. And yet, he still spoke to his best day from his worst day. This is something that God does. I want you to know that the words that God speaks to us have weight because they are spoken in full view. Meaning that if God says that you and I will rise and if God says that you can have promises and if God has ever spoken promises to you, he has spoken them before the bad days got to you. Never throw away your best day simply because you're walking through your worst. We're always going to have a challenge. But it's what the challenge can develop in us that will determine the way that we arrive. Don't look at challenges as opposition. Look at them as a compliment. That the devil is only hitting those that are walking closer towards their purpose. Look at them as a moment of building, not as a moment of tearing down. Every challenge I've gone through, I wouldn't have messages to preach. I wouldn't have people to lead had I have not gone through things myself. I think we often despise the moments we're going through because we're so overcome with the areas we want to get to. If you're so focused on where you want to get to, you'll sprint through the places that you're going through. The problem with that is this, that if you're going through the valley and the valley's meant to make you, when you arrive to the places that you get to, you won't have the substance to be sustained in those moments. If we're a Christian, we're not thinking that God isn't going to take away all the things that could happen to us. No, we understand that even though they happen to us, we can turn them around and move them into what we're called to do. When God is speaking your best day, the reason you and I can take courage, the reason we can take courage from every Bible verse is because He has spoken them in full view. He says, take heart for I have overcome the world. I want to encourage you, if you've been given promises, if you've had dreams that the Bible says He has instilled in our heart, if, if, if He has put those things there, can I just encourage you that no matter what you're contending with, it is not an actual contender. For if He is for us, who? I love that. Who? Who? Who could be against us? You don't think that, you know, God thought, man, should I have chosen a stammerer to lead my people out of Egypt? Should I have chosen the smallest, least prototypical looking young man to lead my nation? Should like... He speaks things in full view. So if He gave you a promise, He gave you a promise knowing that you might have struggle points. But those struggle points are invitations for God to lean in. And in fact, why don't we look at them as lack, stop looking at them as lack and start looking at them as space. Every bit of lack that you have is a space that God could invade and fill because God never intended your best day to be done alone. He created you for partnership and relationship, meaning that He wants to be there with you. Even when He told Joshua, Be strong, be courageous. And he says this, and go for I will never forsake you. Basically saying, I find that that tells us he's a relational God. He's sovereign. So he could have just said, hey, just go and I promise you that you'll win. But he says, I will be with you and I will not forsake you. Meaning that every moment of purpose that you were created for and your best day, God wants to walk out with you. Take courage. Don't throw away your dreams. Why don't you take a moment this week and start getting dreams off the shelf again? Why don't you start speaking into the mirror the very same courage that God speaks to you from? Why don't you start lining up your words, your thoughts, your heart's mentalities with what God has said about you and what the Word of God says about you because He has spoken it, not with ignorance, not with ignorance of this season, of this, of, of this virus, of your so-called deficiencies, actual spaces that God could help and invade and come close to. Know that God's word carries weight because he spoke it in full view of what you would be coming up against. Everything. He's always doing something. And I know it doesn't always feel like it. I mean, I'm 100% prayed, God, where are you? As if he got lost, right? Like, I've done it. Which leads me to my second point. 
Look to the unseen. Sounds like an oxymoron. How can you look to the unseen? Well, I love that the Bible tells us that not everything that is seen has come from what is visible. And I find this an interesting subject because the hardest struggle with being a Christian, with following Jesus, I think, is simply the fact that it's not exactly visible. It's not as tangible as we would like it to be to the five senses that we are actually accustomed to sensing reality through. But the truth is that if we put it this way, I think we could understand it. Not everything that we see is something that is not tangible. For example, we don't, I say this a lot, we don't see our loneliness, we can't see our depression, can't see our fear or anxiety, but yet we could see how those things could control us and limit us far more than the physical limitations of life. It is just a fact that not everything that is visible is all that there is to be seen. So what does that mean? It means this, that even though we could, we got two places we could hinge our faith. We could hinge our faith on the things we can see in front of us, or we could hinge our faith on the things that God has said from above us. If we look to the unseen, all of a sudden you place your hope, your faith, your strength, your peace in a place that cannot be touched. Matthew 6 says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust can get to them, but store them up in heaven. It says that where your treasure is, so your heart is also. Colossians tells us to set our hearts on the things of of, of heaven, on the things above. Where is your heart set? Like your best day. Have you Pinterest it, visualized it like got your outfit for when that best day is going to be, like you've got it all mapped out and it's all hinged on something physical that you can see. How many of us throw away our faith because we don't see how God's going to work through it? Well, there's no one in the Bible that I think we could talk to that has not been through an unforeseeable situation and found a solution that was visible. I mean, Moses, I don't think he knew the waters were going to part. I don't think that... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that when they were in the fire, that they were going to come out unscathed. I don't know that David exactly knew that he was going to take down Goliath, but I think David's a prime example that hinged not on the size of the giant, but on the faith and the fact that his God would deliver him. I think if we are not going to be absolutely overwhelmed by everything that we see in front of us, we've got to learn how to see what God says from above us. How do we fix our eyes on the unseen? Just know this, that God is always working even though you might not see Him. Which means that when you are in the midst, like we spoke last week, He has set a table for us in the midst of our enemies. Even though you can't see it, you've got to put trust that God is working in the unseen. Meaning He is working it together for your good. He is making it happen. He is doing it. You don't need to worry. He's got it. Let this be a moment where this week we could maybe reverse engineer and ask ourselves, where is our heart? Where have we actually placed our trust? And if your trust has been rattled, if your peace has been taken, if your faith has been hindered, if your joy has been taken, then maybe we have put those places, put joy, peace, faith in places that could be rattled instead of putting them in the unseen places where everything was derived from anyway. This earth, this physical experience was created from a place that we cannot see. God is also generating your best day, your breakthrough, and your favor, your healing, your peace from a place that you cannot see. That place, however, can be found through God's word. Understand, get verses to stand on. 
Verses are like contracts that you can hold before the devil and say, right here it says that I've got a right to my best day. Right here it says that I've got a right to break through to confidence that my God is coming. Let's not be so caught up with what we see and lift our eyes and look for the unseen. So I know I'm with you. I don't want this season any more than anybody else. It's kind of like that unwelcomed house guest. I remember in college, I had, I lived with five guys and two guys came and slept over and never left. Like genuinely, they never paid rent either and they never left. You ever had someone like show up and you weren't ready for it and it kind of just throws you? I think this season's like that. Life is like that. Things show up. And I don't know if you've ever had someone that's not welcomed or a season that's not welcomed, but I feel like this season is it. And I think it's very relevant, which leads me to my last point, And it's simply this, not always welcomed, but well-formed. Meaning that we don't welcome all the things that happen in our life. We don't welcome this season. We don't welcome all the different situations, but God will use the unwelcomed challenges in our life and they will leave us because of what God does with us, well-formed for everything that we're called to be, well-formed for your calling. In fact, James 1 says this, count it all joy. I, just, just be happy. In fact, he's telling us you should count it joy when unwelcomed challenges, trials, make it to your doorstep. And the reason is that basically we see in action what God says that he turns all things around for the good of those who love him. Meaning that although you might have a season and a challenge like this COVID season right now, that is our doorstep when it's not welcomed, but yet God can turn it around to make you more well-formed. Read James 1, it speaks about the fact that in every trial, in every moment, that it performs a work in us and actually gives us and perfects our faith. I want to encourage you that although there are situations and maybe things that you and I have gone through and things we're going to go through that might not be welcomed, our perspective will determine whether they break us or make us because our perspective, which is rooted in our belief, all of our perspective is always rooted in our belief. If we believe that a season of trial is proof that God is not with us, you're going to feel abandoned and you will abandon your best day, your dreams and your purpose. But if we understand that although bad seasons are not brought to us by God, we have a God who can turn bad around for the good of those who love Him. So that means every moment there's a challenge, every moment that there's a, there's a problem, you and I get to understand that although we don't always welcome tough seasons, they will leave us well-formed. What is this season and any season going to do in you and I? It builds perseverance. It builds patience. It builds faith. And we allow God to do something that we have never seen before. I want to encourage you, don't be overwhelmed by the unwelcomed seasons in your life and allow God to use those unwelcome seasons to well-form your faith. You know, uh, a lot of people, I think, would always make assertions to, I don't know, I think we've got, a, 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 I guess, a propensity to think that everybody else got it easier than us, right? Like, we all do it. I've done it a million times. I mean, you could look at this home and think, wow, and we've got four kids, and man, and Eva's story, proud of the story. She's such a great MC, such a great leader, such a great preacher. Like, But the truth is that in every victory, it is pieced together with moments of defeat, challenge, trial, and struggle that God turns around and does something. And, you know, in particular, speaking to people maybe here that you're, you're believing for children, 
Ords and I have four beautiful children, but we've also had four miscarriages, which means pregnant eight times and have four children. Now, that was a challenge and an absolute something that hits you, at, you know, in the core. I mean, I remember there were Sundays where I remember on one of them, we lost the pregnancy on, a, I think, a Friday and Ords was worship leading on Sunday. And that's not because we're hardcore devouts, but we just genuinely believe what we preach, right? Like we would stand there on a Sunday and say, come on, worship because worship isn't something you have to do, it's something we get to do that gets us through what we're going through, you know? And so we felt like we could never preach to a crowd a, a principle we don't live ourselves. So after every major hit in our life, during every major season, I had to fire the contractor for this and finish it myself while building the church. It was like a crazy season. But I'll tell you what, we have faith for people that struggle with pregnancy. We have faith for people going through trials, why? because an unwelcomed trial came to our doorstep and God utilized it to make us a more well-formed people who could have faith for people that are going through something. Why do I believe in healing? Because I've been healed myself. Why do I believe that God could take away depression? This is not, and I am not a preacher that will stand in front of you untouched and unscathed. In fact, I don't wanna be that. I wanna get to heaven with scars across my chest because I fought the fight and I ran the race. I'm not saying that being a Christian should ever be our goal to be untouched and unscathed. In fact, it's our scars that give meaning. It's our scars that help people understand that from the broken place you find yourself is the very place that God could lead you to the places you want to be. And I think there's something awesome about that. Please don't give up because you've got an unwelcome season. Allow God to do something in that season and create a well-formed faith that then leads to you being more than a conqueror. God's called us to more, every single one of us. And that doesn't change because of this virus and it doesn't change because of the unseen financial season and it does not change because of miscarriages. In fact, it is in the light of those things that we hold to our promises more than ever. I love this verse in Hebrews and it's speaking of Sarah and it says that she had strength to conceive because she counted he who promised as faithful. As we're closing, I wanna ask you, What do you count as faithful in this world? What do you count as the very thing that no matter what goes on, you know that God is gonna come through and help you and get you to the places you're called to go. It is who we count as faithful that gives us strength to get to the places we've got to go. That verse is powerful because it gives us an understanding that it wasn't simply the miracle working power of God that allowed Sarah to have children but her ability to derive strength from the understanding that He will not let her down. Sometimes your unwelcome season is speaking louder than the actually well-formed ability of God to turn it around for you should be speaking. And we lose sight and we lose strength when God is able to use those unforeseen situations to strengthen us, make us stronger and lead people. I wanna encourage you, if you're here and you've been through something, if you're here and you're saying, Chris, man, This message is for me. I've been through things. I didn't know that. I've never had a perspective that Jesus is strong enough to be tested. I've never had a perspective that He can get me through what I'm going through. I want to encourage you. This Easter Sunday is all about the fact that Jesus died and rose again. He overcame so that you might overcome. Think of it. He didn't even escape going through the process of a trial called death. But He then proved to us that He was bigger than the trials that came in front of Him. And therefore, He'll be bigger than the trials that come in front of you. If you're sick of doing life alone, if you're sick of just wishing that things would shift, if you're sick of doing things and struggling with the same old thing, well, I think we have everything to gain and nothing to lose. 
if God is for us, then what could be against us? This is what the Bible says. If we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again, we shall be saved. Saved, like not having to do this alone. He can get you through what you're going through. I'm not saying He's going to turn it around tomorrow, but I promise you this. If you give God as much time as you've given everything else, He will get you through this. And the theme of your life will be one that you'll be thankful for because God has got your best day in mind and He doesn't make it hard to get to. He just says this, do you believe that He paid the ultimate price so that you could have the life that you've always desired? And the last thing He says is confess with your mouth. It's simply praying a prayer. So this is what we're going to do. If you're saying yes to Jesus, we're all going to pray a prayer right now. If you're in a lounge room with five people, all five are going to pray it because we leave no man or woman standing alone at People Church. Here's the difference. You might be praying it for the first time or you might be praying it for the 17th time. As long as you mean it, God knows your heart and that's where salvation kicks in. We're going to invite Him into our heart as our Lord and Savior. Are you ready? Come on, let's all pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I thank you you forgive me of all my sins. I have a hope, a future, and a destiny through our relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I am so excited for you. That is the best decision you could ever make. And here at People Church, we value that decision so much that we want to send you a gift, okay? All you got to do is text the number on this screen and we will send you a book of John. It's one of the Gospels. It's free. It's literally seconds away. Just follow three easy prompts and we will send that to you because we want you to have that close because when you might not be able to hear it from somebody else, you can open up that book and let the Word of God speak to you just like this message spoke to you today. Hey, we love you. Thank you so much. As we close today, let's remember, let's allow our generosity to rise. Let's not allow our generosity to be hit because of the things that we see, but let's look to the unseen favor that God has for us. Let's let God keep prompting what it is to give. There are people in need right now. And, uh, you know, by no means, this is a twist your arm type thing. If it is, then wrong heart altogether. You could go to our website and see a whole bunch of different things that we are supporting in this season as people are just going through crazy change. On our website, you'll see the give button. You could just follow the prompts or go to Renee slash command give and she'll let you know all the different things that you could give to. Let's just keep pressing in supernaturally in faith so that we could be the church we're called to give, uh, be and, and just love people and show them our love in tangible ways. Church, we love you. We are so excited to do this life with you and cannot wait to see you next weekend. Thank you for listening to this message. If God is moving you through this ministry and you feel led to partner with us to connect Jesus to people and people to Jesus, text GIVE to 844-294-8044. We release our podcast every Tuesday, so be sure to rate and subscribe. If you were moved by this message, Please share it across your social platforms so that others may be encouraged by it and God may speak to them as He spoke to you.